Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast with me, James Dixon. Wishing you all, as always, a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you tune into today's podcast from. And if you are listening to today's podcast on your podcast platform, you might want to switch over and find us on YouTube or go to eventindustrynews.com to watch a video. And you will notice that I'm wearing very proudly and comfortably sat on the piano stool at home, my Event Tech Live and Event Sustainability Live comfortable hoodie um, that actually I don't wear a lot on site because it tends to be so hot when we're, when we're building the show and working on it. But it is certainly something that gets uh, a good thrashing outside of the actual show week. Um, and today, and the reason I mentioned that at the start of today's episode, is that we're going to be talking all things branded apparel uh, with my guest today. She is the co-founder of Team Togs, who have very kindly and very ably supplied all of our lovely branded merchandise and clothing for Event Tech Live and Event Sustainability Live, Karen Saragusi. Karen, a very good morning and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, James. Lovely and, to see you. Uh, Yes, lovely to see you too. And as I said, on this slightly chilly, cold Monday morning up in Yorkshire, where I'm based, you know, it's, it is nice to pull out a very nice, cosy, comfortable hoodie, particularly one that says the name of the event that you work on. And um, that's very much the business that you guys are in. Um, Team Togs, we started working with you uh, as Event Tech Live, I think, last year. But give us a little bit of history about the, the company, how long you guys have been going. Yes, yeah, so we've been going 20 years, just celebrated our 20th anniversary last November. Um, and um, yeah, it's been um, a hell of a journey. All, all good. So um, we began um, back in the day when I was, well, originally a PA to um, a conference and banqueting office in Five Star London venue. Um, so seeing wow. from the client side in a venue. Um, you know what the um, the beginnings when I was 17 years old beginnings of what the sort of event world looked like um, from the very high-end perspective um, and to where we are today and, and all steps in that journey have kind of led us to um, to where we are now so oh, I'm, I'm, um, it, so yeah it, so it's great that the first thing you reference here is 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 sort of going back into working in a in a venue in conferencing and banqueting because I think that uh, a lot of the time people um, who work in sort of conferencing, banqueting in, in hospitality and restaurants and hotels sometimes don't consider themselves to be uh, working in events as such when they're, I, I always argue, and I've said this on the podcast before, that they are the sort of the bread and butter of the events world. You know, they're the people who are working on the most amount of events day in, day out. For They've sure. Got different types they're, of events. They're the venue coming, delivering coming. the experience. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and um, and it's always it's always interesting how people, how many times we speak to people on the podcast who have, who are working in a particular area of business now, but who have got a background in doing something like that. Um, I mean, I started you know twenty years ago working in hospitality and restaurants and bars, and um, you do that there is a good grounding there, and I guess to to do what you do, even though it's not exclusively for the events industry having an understanding even on a basic level of, of how the industry works and what people need is is going to be good in terms of servicing their requirements yeah i'm totally james and, and that's why we you know why, why i personally love it so much and i think it's so important to love what you do but to love what you do you have to really get um your audiences and your clients audiences as well um you know that this business you know it couldn't work without that understanding so having worked on the venue side um 
I moved and I worked for a publishing and exhibition company. Right. A portfolio of events. I worked there on the operational side, and then I was working for. I was kept my PA kind of role on a uh, over to a board director, and from that business, I went over to what was Spectrum at the time, uh, became mm. Caribbean, and now Jack Morton. Um, so that was just uh, incredible training for um, an insight and experiences um, into working with global brands and expectations on, um, you know, deadlines, delivery, creative, you know, the whole process, um, working with production teams, with logistics people, and really seeing the um, ins and outs of, um, of that side, the experiential world of the events industry, um, led me to TRO, um, where I met my long-suffering husband, co-founder and business partner, <laughs> Um, who and we we left there in 2003 when we set Team Togs up, um, but we met having worked together on um, just stunning you know brands. So um, Team Togs is actually born out of frustration really because um, we were working with Mercedes Benz at the time on the smart car launch for the Streetwise campaign, and I needed to dress my staff and I had nobody to call and I needed merch mm. for giveaways and um, and it really came from there. So following painful car journeys and insights from my mother who said, "Well, isn't there a business in that?" and and kind of there it was twenty years ago. And um, I'd like to think that because life started in the agency world that we still very much we founded our business our ethos on that um yeah. on that approach and, and and it's still like that today you know we're very much take a brief listen to clients manage expectations um and we've seen some incredible changes in the last 20 years the way things have uh, have been moving and i think having worked with such incredible global brands we can then translate that into um, the a, a broader variety of audiences. So the heartland being events, there's so much to learn from those environments that um, we can take that into corporate world, be it for uniforms or um, the local market mm. for small to medium sized enterprises for their clothing and, and merch. And, and, and of course, working with them on the latest trends on sustainability and the, and the great products that we see coming through. Um, COVID obviously more recently being a bit of a driver to um, the kind of um, products and solutions and things that we're that we're working with our clients on yeah and and one so, thing that um, um yeah one thing that uh, I wanted to sort of talk to you about today on the podcast was was the the sort of the prevalence of online availability and the ease at which people could just go onto Google, search for old branded branded T-shirt, for example, and they could probably upload a logo or type some writing into a box and a few days later have something delivered to their door via a website. There's a very, I suppose, there is an ease of, of service to that, but there is also yeah. a lack of personal contact and a lack of, I suppose, understanding of, of, of what that product might be. Is it fit for purpose, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I, have you deliberately maybe positioned the company slightly away from being that sort of, very impersonal online approach to something where people can come and talk to you about specific requirements for an item of clothing so that the right product is supplied. That's right. I mean, we are completely service driven. Um, however, in the last couple of years, we've developed, uh, we have developed an online platform for clubs, groups, teams, school leavers to, for ease of ordering, to give them that accessibility. But with what we do, um, it, yeah, we're working with um, 
producers or projcos or we're working with um, brand managers and marketing directors you know they they need service you know there's no no doubt about it if um if you want to go online and order a quick um you know yeah branded t-shirt or hoodie yeah sure you can get that you possibly won't know what you're buying um and the print quality well could be dubious um but if you need it quick then i guess that's that's the way to do it that's not really what we're about um we can do quick turnarounds um one point we were sort of last minute.com we seem to be the go-to for go to team togs they can do it super fast which we can do and we can gear up because we have in-house production here but um you know we, we always say early planning a bit of time time for sampling um and really getting a range of products together that um, that you'd be proud of and, and very proud to put in front of your audiences that, you know, is whether you're a brand ambassador and you're wearing that uniform or you're providing a leave behind to a guest um, who's visiting your experience or, um, you know, experiencing your, your working environment because, you know, we work mm. in uh, not just within events, but we work um, where staff are face to face in a retail or a leisure environment um, with audiences. Um, and, and that takes that's a little bit of planning and consideration to get the right looks and the right, um, yeah, the right message across, really, um, which, after all, yeah. that is in terms of the events audience, what it's all about. Right. It, it, it is. Uh, I mean, th there's also the, the the quality of the clothing itself, both in terms of the, the you know the, the fabric and the and the fit. And I guess when you're working with high end brands, you know, if the, if they're employing an agency, for example, to supply staff as brand ambassadors at a, an activation event or something like that, you know, that there is a certain not just having the print and the logos and the and the branding on the the clothing correct, but actually having the quality of clothing in the first place that looks right that fits correctly um that that all has an impact yeah, totally on the brand, and, and that, the logo. that's yeah so you know look like a team play like a team you know look good feel great you know all those kind of cliches but they absolutely apply you know you want to be dressing your staff in something they feel really great in um they look good they're going to perform it's it's really as simple as that um and it's something that we love to do you know that that's one thing that that i thrive on if i receive a brief from a customer who you know wants an overall look and feel put together for um be it for the tech staff for the front of house guys for the client team um you know just putting the different divisional departmental looks together um following the event creative the, you know it's it's absolutely my uh, that's my i just uh, i love doing that so um mm. for sure no no question in that keep those coming they're they're fantastic <laughs> I always ask um, event organisers, particularly in the world of event technology now that we're very familiar with, is how much time they dedicate to researching new options because there are so there's so much stuff coming out, you know, seemingly week on week. Um, how much time are they able to actually look at new options and new things? And and so in the same way, I'll ask that question to you. You know, with, with so many su suppliers out there and so many sources of of product certainly from a clothing point of view how do you you know continue to sort of maintain a bit of quality but still have an eye on what what new suppliers might be out there and what new products could be suitable for your own offering yeah i think that's it's a really good question james i think it's about form and function you know 
you've got to have clothing um, looks if you're talking specifically on required in but also that they they look great and um, we are offering now really as a given the um yeah we're going down the sustainability route with our customers there mm. there really is no reason now not to be choosing those looks they're they're on trend they're made from often and there's lots of options out there now that are available but um organic materials or recycled materials we can provide carbon footprint information and, and sustainability creds um, working with our customers to achieve those goals um, and you're getting some really fantastic looks that are coming out you know it's no longer just the natural color t-shirt there's some fantastic um, beautiful um, styles that we can put forward to our clients we, we recently did a job for um, an, a, a, a big um, global agency for Google um, and we've developed this you know, we had this lovely look for the staffwear through organic t-shirts picked up beautifully the color within the theming for the event within the staffwear um, and put a bag together for them that was bespoke um, and that was fully that was made um, under the umbrella um, of a fully um, organic slash recycled product um, and you can achieve some the, the emergence into the market of um of um styles and products is um in the well really the last year actually year or two has been incredible and it certainly made my job easier in that respect because um sustainability i think as an overall trend which is perhaps wrong to call it that because it's a given right it's there's there's no waste you know it's something we've done as a business um, from inception you know we don't just suggest what's good for us it's it's what's best for the client you know don't hold loads mm. of stocks if you don't have to avoid waste um you know make sure that you're providing um you know looks that um you know work not only with your brand but but say something to your consumers as well um, sure, and that's yeah. that that's that's it's really quite exciting in in some respects that the world is is recognizing that and and moving towards it um you know we can even repurpose garments now um you know read that through over printing or moving them on to charity recycling and you know whatever else shredding that's an that's an interesting yeah. um a point that you raise there about repurposing because you know i i dare say that is a, an issue within the events industry i've i've worked on events it, it, annual events before where you'll get given the the branded apparel for the event that you're working on you know that particular year and it's it's finite because it's branded with that particular year's branding or the actual date of the event or something like that so you know yes it, yeah. it might be okay for a you know somebody coming to a festival for example to buy that year's t-shirt and they'll keep them all and wear them all and the they'll rewear it come. yeah but, but as a member of staff or you know actually working at an event um you know once you've worn that year's apparel if it's got a date on it then you're not going to wear that next year the organizer is going to buy you a whole new set and you know i i, I walk onto jobs you know and I'll, I'll turn up on day one of a week's work and they'll say right there's all your branded apparel for the week and i know that at the end of the week it will it will be out of date i can't wear it the following year and what do i do with it you know i i, I would end up with a yep. wardrobe stacked floor to ceiling of branded polo shirts and hoodies yep. from different events that I'm never going to wear. So uh, it, it opens it that the whole point of repurposing is a really interesting one and something I think that, uh, have you seen big uptake on that within event organizers, particularly sending stuff back to you? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we work with a charity. Well, we work with a couple of organisations, actually. Um, one charity being Goods for Good, um, where we can move goods through to them and they can get those um, those ranges through, the products through to markets that need them. So rather mm-hmm. than them just being sent to a, a big um, um, organisation, perhaps that ships containers around the world and a T-shirt ends up in um, a cold climate, you know, Goods for Good are actually distributing to places that can actually make use of them. That's one way of, of dealing with it. The, the other option is, to is to shred um if if a client for instance is is fuss is is fussed and bothered about their brand and they don't want that out somewhere randomly going out in the world and that could be from a security perspective for instance um then uh, we can shred textile and that can then be mm-hmm. reused for wadding and cloths and things like that um sure. where we can repurpose that way so there's different options and we what we tend to do you know you might be dealing with old brand material so one of our customers is the Hollywood Bowl group and um, we moved on pallet loads of socks for them that were old brand many years ago through to goods for good and and of course they can get those to places that absolutely will utilize them Um, so they're not just in landfill or you know wasted frankly that they're not just um, cast aside Mm -hmm. and that saves our clients money as well because they're not storing um, storing those goods Um, so kind of win-win if you like so the, 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 yeah. the, I guess that the, there's also another aspect to sustainability, which may, might not be great, I guess, from a business point of view. But the idea of start people starting to future proof things, that's something we've seen in the industry with with other types of branding, for example. So your your branding that you would put on your walls or your entranceways to an event or something like that, it is going back to what I was saying about dates is is just having the general yes, branding rather than the dates so, so yes. stuff that can be yeah. used year totally. on year is, is that something that you're seeing yeah yeah absolutely I mean certainly for events we you know for, and for the kind of uniform if you like or the hoodie that you're wearing James today yeah that's not um that's not dated to you know solely for this year's show um that mm. that will be used and 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 the the sweatshirt that you're wearing will will go on for the next few years and um that's a lovely organic one of our latest ranges um that you're sporting there very and i hope nice. you're finding it very cozy because it is it's got a nice structured look but but cozy too right and that, and that's that's another trend i suppose uh, we've seen in 20 years is the um the move from the business smart you know, from suiting through to business yeah. casual. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that's very much, you know, T-shirts and, and hoodies and cargo trousers rather than um, corporate, you know, less corporate suiting. Although it does seem to be a little bit of, re- of a resurgence coming on that to stand out with that slightly smarter look. We may see a little revival in suiting and, and corporate wear coming through. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I guess it's no horses for courses, and every every event and every team behind an event will operate slightly differently. And in our own uh, circumstance with Event Tech Live and Event Sustainability Live, the fundamental team running the show is a fairly small team for that size of event. And as a result of that, we're very, very hands on and very, very active during the actual show itself. You know, and time was when the organiser of a show, the show, you know, on the day of the show opening, they would put their suit and tie on and they'd go around and talk to their clients at a fairly, you know, leisurely pace. For us, it's very, very different. You know, we there's no way I could get away or the event director could get away walking around in a, in a suit and a shirt because, yeah. you know, 
we're, we're, we're too we're too involved in operational aspects of the event so for us we have to be in comfortable trousers trainers and you know something that's branded that looks presentable but also from an operational point of view is fairly comfortable you know i might find myself behind a bank of tvs having to you yeah. know f- fix a load of AV that's, the, that's that's where four man function obviously comes into it it's got to be practical but it's got to look good as well so yeah, yeah absolutely well, uh, a little note on that that the polo shirts that we got last year were, were really comfortable and i noticed this you know i've opened up a fair amount of polo shirts and t-shirts over my time with uh, an event logo on there and the uh, this what i call sort of the old school polo shirt material when you open it brand new out the um <laughs> out of the plastic can be you can you get to the end of the day and you are very itchy and scratchy uh with the old polo shirt material particularly if it's had an embroidered logo or something yes you know yeah and and it's i've taken them off before and been very very a bit a bit red shall we say Uh, and the ones last year were totally different they were material that i'd not come across before but they were really comfortable and i likened it a little bit to the sort of development of the the football shirt you know as as a as a as a lad who played football in the 80s and the 90s when i was younger and wore lots of scratchy football kits um the whole you yes. know, from a sportswear point of view sportswear developed massively didn't it in terms of its function and the fabrics yeah. and how they were designed to fit and and work and certainly it's, it might sound really silly but i got to the end of a week working at excel being on my feet all day and was still very very comfortable because the, the actual the quality of the clothing no, was and it's so important because those you're pounding the um you know those exhibition floors if you like and and you've got to be comfortable and and it's great that the look has lasted it's interesting you mentioned sportswear because sportswear and athleisure wear as we know it in terms of uniforms has been a huge um you know entry into the market in the years of um, performance wear Um, and often actually for team wear we're asked to provide performance wear Um, some people love it and some people don't and I think it depends if you're a sporty um a sporty character but the tracksuit look um with you know nice on trend cuff tracksuit pants joggers with with a zip and you know with the right pair of trainers and a a hood um gives a great look for for a promotion um but also we're finding the local gyms personal trainers um people coming in are asking for those um through our showroom that they're asking for those styles and and Mm. the things that are available are, are as you expect to see in you know on the high street and from from top end brands so um yeah, it's well, there's yeah, definitely a move uh, towards that um, that uh, kind of more sporty, healthy lifestyle. I was just going to say that the time was where it, you know the the trade off with branded apparel was that you wouldn't get the same quality or fit or look that you would get. You know, if you bought a sixty pound yeah. Adidas or Nike, you know tracksuit top or hoodie or zip up what fleet whatever it be that the trade-off of getting something branded and personalized for your business was that you wouldn't get the same level of quality it'd be something that would be ill-fitting probably not wash very well but that 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 is completely changed now isn't it in terms of what's available yeah that so james that's really what we'd call branded on branded um you know you're talking you talk about nike or adidas and and some of those brands or the north face they're they're all styles now that we or brands that we can supply and co-brand um however there's 
often less of a need to do that unless there's a science with those um, mm. with those brands. Um, but we can offer that now. We can offer that now as well. You know, be it a barber coat or a um, an Under Armour um, quarter zip. Um, you know, whatever it might be, we can um, supply and co-brand those. So we've got a, a really good balance of um, you know top high-end brands, but also non-branded plain garments that you can put your designs on that that just look look great. Are there necessarily trends in? branded apparel in the same way that there are in the fashion industry um even down to things like sort of logos or colors or yeah, for, for sure. you know uh, the types yeah. of prints that somebody might want on a garment yeah so um in terms of branding techniques and decorations or finishes if you like that you would see on the high street um, and that could be from things like the build print or a raised embroidery or nice zip pulls mm. and just interesting creative branding techniques that that we can um, we can bring through. If you see, there's actually a T-shirt hanging behind me, yeah, which yeah. is a new chameleon print. Um, and that's um, that's a color changing. So I think that one goes from pink to yellow, but it also glows in the dark, which is a lovely thing for the events market in uh, you know party vibe yeah, yeah. Um, for an evening event or something like that so so that that's very cool and of course um you know a, a parallel side um just talking product and merchandise where you know this sort of emergence in technology um that we see within the merchandise environment so yeah, we all know about power banks and we know about um, earbuds and, and headphones and, and other useful tech that um, that we can supply and we can brand up. But when you combine the two and you take a water bottle, for instance, and you've got an app connected to that and you can brand that bottle with your company branding on it, it's kind of marrying the two together. So it's cool product and, um, and technology. We're seeing a increase the merchandise item with longevity with something technical as well and often healthy lifestyle based um as well that could be a fitbit you know a you know a, yeah. um, a step counting or, or health health based watch or it could be um as i say through something like the hydrate so um and there's been a big movement towards that in health and well-being and looking after staff yeah, even things like backpacks, because I think with remote workers, people traveling only um, maybe a day or two a week to their offices since COVID, um, you know, backpacks with technology inbuilt, where, whether that's RFID or, you know, um, power banks in set within them for wireless charging. So um, there's certainly a movement in the industry towards clever tech um, through branded merchandise as well. Well, that, and useful that, that, with longevity which is obviously really important my, my ears certainly yeah. pricked up there because i can say that the most essential piece of kit to me and the thing that i could not live without is my work backpack you know it, 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 it's it's deliberately chosen to have comfortable straps pockets to hold you know connectors plugs cables an ipad two or three laptops yeah. you know that, that that is literally if i think about it now that it's the one piece of kit that if my bag failed or if i if i you know if it, anything happened to that it would literally have to be right stop everything the world would need to stop and i would need to go out and i would need to find another bag immediately because i couldn't live without it so it's your mobile office right I, it 
I'm, it's exactly what it is uh, and i may well be on the phone to you after this to have a have a discussion about about backpacks <laughs> sounds <laughs> because, good yeah it's can certainly help you with those <laughs> underestimated piece of kit in the modern world is that it is literally your yeah. mobile office and people put so much thought it's into essential the office in terms of layout and everything but you know that the, the bag is is the office now yeah Excellent. Very happy to help you with that. <laughs> We've been, um, my guest today on the podcast uh, is the director and founder of Team Togs, Karen Saragusi, who's been talking to us today a little bit about the world of branded merchandise, branded apparel, um, some of the trends, and of course, our own background working in and around the events industry and, and the work that they do with some of the, the clients uh, and the brands that have a significant place in the events market. Um, Karen, thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Before we start wrapping up today's episode, um, if people want to find out a little bit more about team togs see what you guys are about and maybe come to you with their own requirements to find out how you can help them how do they find you uh, team-togs.com on our site to contact us that way or do find me on linkedin that's always the best um probably the best approach to to make contact james it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me today not, not a problem at all. And uh, and just a little bit, a little footnote to that as well. If you search any of the social media platforms, as I did uh, this this morning before we recorded this with Karen, um, you'll find Team Togs as well on all the, all the social platforms. And uh, yeah, from 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 personal experience, you know, the, 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 we, we started dealing with Team Togs at Event Tech Live and for Event Sustainability Live last year. And uh, you know, it, it sounds a bit ridiculous to say, oh, I notice a difference in a polo shirt, but we, when you're wearing these things for 15, 16 hours a day. <laughs> and walking 22,000 steps around Excel, you do notice the good and the bad clothing and it was very comfortable last year. So just on a personal note, it's been a pleasure to wear it. I've got my lovely comfy hoodie on today. So yeah, thanks very much to Karen Saragusi, our guest today from Team Togs. And before we finish today's episode, just a couple of mentions as we always do for our uh, our own bits and pieces that we've got going off at the moment. Eventindustrynews.com is the place to go if you are listening to today's podcast via your audio platform. Make sure you head over to the website, check out the latest news features, special supplements, video versions versions of all of our podcasts and of course the A to Z supplier directory. If you work in the events industry and you're looking for a product, a service, uh, the chances are you will find it in the A to Z supplier directory over at eventindustrynews.com. You may have started your journey there today by watching this episode on the website. If you have, thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to go in the opposite direction. Search for the Event Industry News podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, etc., etc., and make sure that you subscribe to receive the latest episodes when they drop each week, which brings us nicely to the end of today's episode. My thanks once again to our guest today, Karen Saragusi from Team Togs. My name's James Dick. And thanks very much for joining the podcast. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.